You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I feel like I want to sing that every time I hear it. I know, but nobody wants to hear me sing that. So you can just <laughs> do, do it your own way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah, yeah. here we are. It, it's like holiday time for, well, everybody that celebrates holidays. Yeah. A variety of holidays are happening this whole week and into next week. And in Iowa, we have a weird other holiday that's going on today, which is that we've had our first significant snow of the year. Yeah, it's weird. We had this crazy blizzard storm warning that happened on winter solstice. So it's like Mother Nature saying, hey, guys, winter is here and I'm going to show you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And did you know this? Okay, I actually had to look this up, but it's a snowstorm. I think yesterday when it was happening, when you go on the like the weather channel, it was both a blizzard warning and a winter storm warning. Mm. And um, I was with my family for a family Christmas and we're like, well, wait a minute. What what does all that mean? And then we discovered that this storm even has a name. Oh, this is winter storm Elliot that we are living through right now. Every time I hear Elliot, I love every person named Elliot that I know, but I always think of the E.T. Elliot. (laughs) I thought the same thing. But anyway, so here is some fun facts. If um, people out there live through storms that are named, of course, we all have remembered, you know, hurricanes are typically named. Sure. But winter storms, this is all very new to me. But this is interesting. So the Weather Channel, which is a privately owned company, they made the decision to start naming winter storms back in 2012. Mm, Okay. So that's a long time ago, actually. Yeah. So this is the first winter storm that I recall having a name, but it's been going on for a decade. Well, they need to start marketing that more because I, this is the first time I've heard of it too. So, (laughs) well, but I will tell you that they, they named winter storms more for internal use Mm, to um, improve communications of storm warnings and, help reduce storm impacts. And then I think like the media kind of started seeing it and decided to take it and run with it. So that's why now you all know Storm Elliot. And also while we're talking about the Weather Channel, I want to give out shout out to my favorite weathercaster of all time, meteorologist of all time, Stephanie Abrams. She's the bomb.com. Um, I don't know if she actually bikes outdoors, but she does a lot of spin biking indoors. So like, oh, cool. you know, Look it up. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Shout out to her. Yeah. I would say here in where I live, it's Joe Winters. Oh, of and, course. Yeah. Um, I also looked it up, and Winters is not his real last name. Don't know. Don't even say that. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Can you imagine if he grew up Joe Winters, like literally when he's a little uh, kid? Everyone's probably like, well, you know, you have to grow up to be a meteorologist, right? Yeah. Well, and he would too. And you know what? Joe Winters has ridden Ragbri. So many times. Yeah. Yeah. Any number of times. So I think Winters is the perfect last name for him. I don't care what his last name really was because <laughs> Winters is it. Yes. There's no other. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. For this special holiday episode, should we get to our interview? Absolutely. And on the show this week, we have 
part one of a fantastic interview that we just did with Mr. Matt Fippen, the director of Rag Fry. Mr. Matt Fippen. Yep. So he'll be telling us about his first year in his role as the director and how planning's going for next year and all sorts of challenges that the team has all faced as we've been working through getting ready for the big five. Yes. And this, I don't know, this was a really fun interview because obviously you are part of said team. So a lot of what we talked about, you are seeing firsthand. So I I thought this was a great interview and it had so much great content that we um, turned it into two episodes. So let's get to it and enjoy part one of our interview with Matt. All right, listeners. Well, first of all, I would like to start off by welcoming Ragbri director Matt Fippen to the podcast. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hello, Matt Fippen. It's great to have you on the podcast again. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm doing good. I'm full of the holiday cheer. And so, you know, what part of that is thinking back to the year that you've just experienced and um, all the wonderful things that have come to pass mm. during that time. Uh, just a nice time for reflection, a little nostalgia, a little looking back. And with that, I was thinking back to last January. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, I know. I know. Here we go. <laughs> um, that's when you first started almost a whole year ago. And I remember bringing you into our old, now what's now our old office and showing you around the place. And I don't know, it was really cool to bring you on the team as since we've been friends for so long and yeah. just welcome you to the fold. Um, what was it like from your perspective? Well, it was, it was definitely different. You know, obviously, you know, I was with Shields for 23 years and this was a new chapter in my life. So there was a little bit of like, I wouldn't say worry, more just kind of like, it's kind of excitement and butterflies around it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I will say, you know, you know, I've talked about this, uh, the, the old Regbri office was not what I was expecting. So it was kind of like the, like, where the heck am I? This is not Regbri. Um, no, it was, it, it's crazy. You know, January 10th was my first day and we're almost back to a full year. So it's been, yeah. it's just flown, it's flown by. Wow. Yeah. And do you feel like you've grown as a director in your first year? Oh, I think it's leaps and bounds. You know, I, I've, I learned so much this year and, you know, you know, part of that is due to my team allowing me to just kind of to be there and you'll know, see how things operate and, uh, you know, this is the first time in all my reg rides that I, I, I've seen the ride from start to finish. You know, I've, I've as a rider, I've never been at the start town and, you know, I've never really ended the ride either. You've either dipped in or dipped out. I've either start, you know, started or not ended. So it's it's been kind of, uh, you know, to see it you know unfold from start to finish was pretty cool. And I will add to that what was really cool about your my first year with you as director was I was both riding and helping with social media for your team. And it didn't matter what time of day it was, whether it was six in the morning or 11 o'clock at night, you were always there. So either there's multiple of you or you just (laughs) like you were there 24 hours a day. Yeah, that's I got that a lot. You know, you have a twin brother that I just talked to in the previous <laughs> town, and you know, uh, cloning me. But no, that was the plan. You know, I wanted to be on route as much as I could. Uh, you know, my team allowed me to do that. You know, the behind the scenes things that you know I didn't have to deal with, they took care of. Uh, you know, I had Jack driving me from you know point A to point B, and 
I, I wanted to be in every town that we made that happen. I wanted to get out as much as I can and get some of the, I should say off route, but like the county, you know, stops along the way mm-hmm. with, you know, pork chop and the beer bus and, um, you know, the craft beer guys and see, see those things too. And we made that happen. But yeah, I'm proud to say that I hit every town. Um, I stayed as long as I could in those towns to kind of just talk to people and just, you know, kind of people watch a little bit, but uh, I truly believe it with, without the team that I have, you know, I, they allowed me to do that. So I'm very appreciative. Awesome. And I will tell you one moment, I dare I say it got me a tiny bit choked up, but it was the crack of dawn. And it was I know you'll know Matt, but it's where we had to go on a major highway for a a quarter of a mile. And so the troopers were there you know, kind of making sure that the car traffic didn't mix with the bike traffic. And there was a lot of bikers waiting to cross. And you were there shaking people's hands. Like, I I feel it now, like when I talk about it, it was just such a really cool moment. And I'm sure some people didn't even know who you were. And then some people sure. were like, wow, this is amazing. Well, yeah, we were there for our, I was there for, I got there as soon as I could, you know, and I, I think I've met one of the first couple of riders that came through and I stayed until there was no more riders, but that was all because it was a, it was a, you know, a, it was a pain point for us. We, you know, we were crossing a major highway and it was not a normal cross where you had to like zigzag. Um, so you know, I lost sleep on, it. I know the troopers lost sleep and even the DOT that they were, they were stressed, but you know, to be able to pull that off and have no issues and, you know, to show that we could do something like that. But I mean, it, it allowed me to truly be in the masses and, you know, kind of stop time a little bit and just walk around and talk to people. And then, you know, down the road later, we were at a bridge that was out and I got to do kind of the same thing, but yeah, no, I made a commitment that I wanted to be there just to make sure that, you know, I was an extra hand if something did happen, I could be there to help. But man, that was one of the best days of, of Reg Bright for me. And I'll, well, I'll tell you this as someone who knew that you guys were in charge of that crossing, I did not lose Odin. Wink asleep over it. <laughs> cool. I knew it was going to be fine because you guys are, you thought about it so much ahead of time that it would have just been a fluke if something happened and knock sure. on wood, it didn't happen. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of jump back you said that you spent rag with jack and i wanted to give jack a shout out jack yeah. stoopy has been one of rag longest crew members i mean longer than i've even been alive he's been working for rag um just helping make sure that everything goes smoothly and that um all the pork chops are buttered and all the campers get a camping spot and like I don't know if you actually butter a pork chop, but like, you know, if we needed to have it, happen because of him. I was going to ask that too. Yeah. So I just wanted to give him a big shout out. And he was uh, so kind and awesome to come along with you on your first rag, Brian. I don't know. It would have made me feel better to have him along. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, the, it's something that when I became a director, he was one of the first guys that I reached out to and just said, I want you back and I want you to be a part of this. And, you know, I learned, I mean, just from Jack and his wealth of knowledge, I learned so much over the course of a week. And, you know, we spent a lot of time together. We were in the truck, you know, from start to finish. And, you know, he would tell me stories and we would talk through stuff. And, you know, when stuff did happen, he would, you know, offer suggestions and input of this is how we did it in the past. This is how it worked. This is what didn't work. So, you know, between him and I, we had, we had the answer, but, you know, it was, it was amazing to kind of be outside of the truck and look back at Jack and, you know, he has such a following that once people found out he was on route, 
he always had someone at the door talking to him. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was, I was very blessed to have Jack in the truck with me for sure. Yeah. I know I came to him with a problem during the ride and we crushed a pack of Oreos and <laughs> everything seemed oh, to be yeah. better afterwards. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciated him. I always appreciate him. Yeah. So, so Matt, um, when you think about, you know, your first year as Rag Bride director, I mean, there are probably 10 million thoughts because you're responsible for so much, can you define it in one word, like how to describe your first year? Um, yeah, I would use the word magical. I ah. mean, just because it, it's that's just a big word in general, and it's kind of hard to really put you know, you know, thoughts into what that is. But it was truly a magical experience for me. You know, I uh, looking back, you know, I I questioned my team a lot with you know how big is Ragbri, you know you know, we plan things and, you know, it's, it's a world event and, you know, we had 50 States and you know, over 20 you know, plus countries that came and, you know, it, it's Iowa. So it's something that I, you know, I've grown up around. So I, I understand it's a big deal, but until you experience it through someone else's eyes and, you know, I a lot of people watching over the course of a week and uh, you know, everyone was smiling and having a good time. And, you know, I, I stood at, you know, a, a beer tent with you know, a gentleman who was from Germany and I couldn't speak German and he couldn't speak English, but he kept pointing at his beer and giving me the thumbs up. And <laughs> I mean, just like, you could just tell he was having fun, but you know, just to see the ride through someone else's eyes and know that, you know, our team was the team that, that pulled it off. Like it, it was truly a magical experience for me. Well, as I, my favorite children's drawing in the world says, Rag Bright is the magic of the world. Ooh. So, sure. Yeah. I, Someone sent that in for an art contest one time, and I'll never forget it. I love but, it. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, and you know, remember, I'm my perspective is is a little bit different because I am a writer and I've done ragbri for a long time, and um, from I'll just base it on social media. It seemed like a lot of the focus was shutdown times because that was kind of a hot button in previous years. And what I mean by shutdown times is when the troopers come in and kind of move the riders along and make sure that the route stays safe during, um, what would you call it, during daylight hours. So do you feel like your priorities or focuses change throughout the year? Um, well, I don't think they changed. There was just a, a different focus on things from time to time. You know, when I became the, I, the director, you know, I had a buddy call me the day, the day of the beginning of the announcement and all was on social and obviously he called to congratulate, but like the next question out of his mouth was, well, what are you gonna do about these shutdown times? <laughs> and I was just like, well, tell me, like, tell me more, like what's going on? Because I've never been, you know, involved with, you know, getting pushed out of a town into a, a, a different town. I know the troopers are out there. I know what they do, but I've never experienced that. And then, you know, that opened up a whole new world of like, this is, this is a problem. We, this is something we need, we need to look at. So, you know, my first, you know, tour of the Capitol building was, you know, meeting a Senator and learning kind of his side of things. And obviously talking to the state patrol and, and pulling it all together. And, you know, I think, you know, anytime you, you have a problem and, you know, there is a solution, but you have to pull each other together and you have to lean on each other to figure out how, what's the best you know, course of action. I think between the state patrol and myself and our team and, you know, Bob's team and just, you know, listening to Red Bright Nation and what their thoughts were, 
we came up with, you know, a plan that actually worked, you know, I mean, the, the, the towns or the times were a little wacky, you know, the previous year. So I think, you know, you just base it on mileage, you base it on how fast riders are going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it helped out that there was tailwinds. So, you know, riders could spend a little bit more time because they were getting pushes, you know, from the wind, you know, in, into, into communities, but, you know, just having smart times that makes sense. And then the overall, just like, you know, the presence of the state patrol and how they handled it this year was amazing. Um, you know, I guess one of the things that we wanted to change was, you know, it was it was not really a shutdown time. It was a kind of a slowdown time because we didn't want to turn off food. We didn't want to turn off water, but we wanted to turn off kind of the alcohol side of things to move move riders along. And I think the plan that we put in place, you know, you could talk, you could pull, you know, a bunch of regular riders. I, I think it worked. And I think it's the same, the same plan we'll use this year. I mean, I've already kind of just... I have a spreadsheet that kind of shows what times are for the communities that we're going to pass through. Um, but it's, it's just, you know, having the support of the state patrol and there was a little bit of a learning curve early on is how, how this, this is going to work with the riders. But I think at the end of the day, the, the plan, the plan worked. Mm-hmm. And I uh, think most people listening to this podcast right now may not have any idea what shutdown, shutdown times even mean because they are sure. in the, you know, I don't know if you call it the bubble, like the Peloton. They're they're yeah. in their host town. They're in their tents. They've already showered well before that six o'clock, you know, when the troopers uh, have to go into a different mode for the evening. But, you know, it comes down to, in my opinion, safety. Like, you're trying yeah. to move all these riders across the state safely. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're doing it. I mean, you're doing it obviously every day, but you're doing it for seven plus days. So, you know, a lot of it, too, is it's our teams and it's Bob's team with care ambulance and it's the state patrol teams like we need to be off the road because a lot of our our team and their teams, they have to relax and kind of rest and because they're doing it again the next day. Mm-hmm. But you nailed it. It, it. it is about safety. You know, I don't want riders on the road after dark that have been having you know, a couple cocktails and they just kind of lost track of time and you know they forgot uh, a, a flashing light and something catastrophic happens i mean one one catastrophic thing that happens on reg ride ruins ruins the entire reg ride so it, it you know it's from a standpoint of we want to be safe and if it means you know a state patrol guy or gal you know helping you get out of the town um you know it's we we need to do it you know at the end of the day too you know people are on this is their this is their vacation and the state patrol are just the, the tour guides to get you into that next town because that town is waiting for you they yeah. plan so hard and they they put so much thought into what they want to show you uh, they want you to experience the full you know the, the full thing and if you don't have enough time because you're getting pushed you know you're you're too far behind you miss that so you know the state patrol are just they're they're just nice tour guides for us I mean, I feel like everything goes a little smoother when everyone's on the same page about things. I mean, For sure. people were saying, oh, well, you want to make sure that you have water and you have food available. Well, we want to communicate, hey, it's going to be available at this time. And just what to expect before you're on your own and before you're moving on. And I just I feel like it's been such a good relationship to build with them, rebuild with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you want Do you want to talk a little bit about how you've been working with the state troopers recently or is it a secret? Oh, no, it's not a secret at all. Like, you know, <laughs> I think we're in a really, really, really good spot with the state patrol and the DOT. You know, obviously we're on yeah. the we're on the roads that the DOT are keeping an eye on. And, you know, they want us on certain roads and they want us off certain roads. But I feel, yeah. you know, our team of four people, we're, we're strong and mighty, but we need the entire state of Iowa to play a role because this is Iowa's 
you know, this is a, a role that Iowa, Iowa plays. Mm-hmm. And if the state yeah. patrol feels that they're a part of it, they're more on board to help out with other things. If the DOT feels like they're a part of it, you know, then it makes things easier. And we just, you know, I had a meeting with the DOT last Thursday, and this is the first time, and as far as I know, that, you know, the big heads of state with all the district leads were, were there, and they've seen the route as soon as they've ever seen it before. But I just, I just told them that, you know, this is a ride that we, we need to do together because, we owe it to, you know, 20 plus thousand people that are coming from all over the world to ride across our state. And if we can all be on the same page and we can find the right role that makes the most sense and it makes it safe for the riders at the end of the week, it's a win for the entire state of Iowa. Well said. Absolutely. And um, so you mentioned uh, the troopers, the state patrol. We all know what they do. And DOT stands for Department of Transportation. So I'm assuming those are people that literally focus on roads right yes okay yep, absolutely and then you yeah. also you also mentioned bob's team will you tell the listeners exactly who bob is and what his team is yeah bob Libby is the director of care ambulance uh, there are ambulance service that follow the route from start to finish uh you know they're just as early as we are and they stay at you know as late as they, they need to uh, but they bring obviously ambulance service. They bring you know med bikes, so you'll see motorcycles on on the road. Uh, it's it that was one of the things that was it blew my mind how fast their response times were um, on route. Yeah. You know, there was a couple times where I I was at a situation where a woman crashed right in front of me, and I was the first one there. And within gosh less than thirty seconds, there was an ambulance right there, and you know she was you know, in, in the hands of the people that could take care of her. But, you know, they're they're all over. And, you know, without, you know, Bob and his team, you know, reg ride doesn't happen. And, you know, Bob always jokes about it. If you really get hurt, get hurt on reg ride because the response times are just so fast <laughs> and they get you taken care of. So uh, yeah. we're blessed to have those guys and gals on our team to help us across the state. I mean, any EMT is an amazing person, a really special person. But these people are, like, truly outstanding in their field. They're not just the run-of-the-mill EMTs, they're people who get awards on a regular basis. They're people that run their own EMT departments. They come to RAGBRAI because they're passionate about cycling and about RAGBRAI and being on that team. Mm -hmm. And it obviously shows. For sure. I agree. And I did notice uh, this past year, they, in addition to their motorbikes and their ambulances, they had a couple e-bikes that were loaded Mm -hmm. down with all of their medical gear. So they they were on it, man. Yeah, it was fun to see those guys go zip and buy on e-bikes. And, I mean, they just had, I mean, just to be in the masses with the people and be around. I mean, just on an e-bike, you get into some tight spots very quickly. So uh, it was fun to see those guys and gals on those bikes. Okay, now that you're relaxed, Matt, I feel like it's a good time (laughs) for you to announce the route right now. Let's hear it. Go, go. Uh, Not going to (laughs) happen. Okay, well, but with that said, you know, 50th year is on the horizon. I mean, this is epic, or going to be epic, or yeah. I think it's going to be epic. Hopefully you guys are planning for it to be epic. So give us some scoop. Yeah, so like, you know, everybody asked, like, when do you start planning 50? And the, the answer was, you know, we were planning it in 49, you know, when we were mm-hmm. in areas and, and taking notes. Um because of the scale of what 50 is, there are just so many more moving parts that, you know, I'm glad I have a, a 49 under my belt to kind of see things. But this is obviously from a start to finish. This is the first, my first true start to finish route um, that I'll get to, you know, to play with. Man, it's, 
it, it gets me excited, but it's also like there's there's a lot of stress that when you think about you know who's coming and you know the the amazing thing about 49 was it set us up for an amazing 50 because people were so excited from 49. Like yeah. you know I've said this multiple times. I think if if we could have had a registration booth that was next to the dip site in Lansing, the line would have been just as long because people would have dipped their tires and walked over and got in line and registered for 50 because they wanted to sign up right then and there. So uh, the hype is real. You know, if you look at social media, people are super excited. You know, we obviously lunch registration um, and I was worried that we were going to crash servers. I thought this is, this is how you know, people are so excited. <laughs> yeah. We're going to open it up at midnight and five minutes in, it's going to be the Taylor Swift, you know, concert series and like everything <laughs> goes down and you can't, you can't register. But I mean, I tell you what, the, the team was amazing that it was, was watching and keeping an eye on it. And it was just, it was so fun to, you know, then go to social media and see people that registered and everybody went there and told their story and I'm coming from here. I'm, I'm coming from there. I'm bringing friends. I'm bringing this and to watch that grow every day and then truly watch the numbers. I mean, it's truly a punch in the gut of like, holy crap, this is real when you see these numbers coming in. So uh, people are definitely coming for 50. They're bringing friends. They're bringing family. Uh, we we knocked out all 50 states. I think we're at 12 countries right now. Oh so my gosh. Uh, it's going to be kind of a big deal in Iowa for next year. And yeah. of course, you can't, you know, disclose the actual route yet, which everyone will learn it on January 28th. And side note, I believe there are still tickets available if you would like to attend in person. And actually, let's address this really quick. Okay. So yeah. usually the route announcement happens, the route is announced, and it's live streamed. And it's not going to be live streamed live the exact moment but tell us why so you know one of the things that we looked at last year was you know obviously social media and depending that room is so big it's it's really really hard to hear mm -hmm. you know and um you know people so people you know live streamed it and then you heard oh, i can't hear what they're saying so it was just like how do we how do we do a better job to one announce the route and just you know from a production standpoint make it make it a bigger deal so we partnered um, with a local guy. He's going to create us a, a video. Um, we are basically going to do the same type of party, you know, in, at the Iowa Event Center. And at the time the, the video will play, um, you know, people will then go to their social media and, and explain, and, you know, tweet it out and, you know, use all the different socials. But then we're going to reshare that video on, online so that you can still have your watch party. You can still do, you know, the, the, the big buildup. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people don't care, you know, that me and you are on stage talking about stuff. They want to know where we're going and they want to drink beer and have a good time. So right. let's give people what they want and let's unleash the route and then let's have a let's have a great time. So for sure, yeah. it's going to be available. Have your watch parties. And the, the best part is that you're going to be able to see it and hear it so much better than in the past. So this is awesome. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. yeah, we we want you there. You know, if you really want to know where we're going, buy your ticket, yeah. show up, and we'll share that experience with you that, that night. Yeah, cool. and I will say the, the person who is producing the video isn't just any person. You're going to love the video. I'm not going to spill any beans about it, but it's going to be an A-plus video, and you're going to really enjoy watching it. But I agree with Matt. You really should come in to the party. It's going to be such a good time. We're going to have the pork tornadoes playing more than normal at a round announcement party and it's just going to be a super festive celebratory atmosphere i know we're dressing up i mean it's just going to be incredible and my phone is going to 
my phone always overheats because I tweet and Facebook <laughs> and social media so much during the event. So um, for those of you who can't go, I will be sharing. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So back to my, the question I started to say, so, you know, 50th year is, is coming up. What can riders expect? Um, and, you know, without spoiling anything, without telling us anything too specific, what can riders expect for 50th? Well, it's, you know, obviously the towns that we're going through are towns that are, are proven. Uh, all the towns are super excited and they're, I mean, they're, this is the earliest that they've had, you know, kind of the glimpse behind the curtain and kind of, you know, starting to work through their plan. Um, but no, I, you know, looking at the route and, and where it's going, it's, it's towns that I, you know, as a cyclist, I love being in. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously you can, you can be smart and look at it from the standpoint of with that many riders, I mean, you can't take a red ride 50 to a town like Pocahontas, you know, and overnight there, it just, it would, it would cripple the town. So you, you have to overnight in, in towns that are, are larger and have the infrastructure to, to pull it off. Um, but you know, I, you know, if you look at social media, everybody thinks they know where it's going. And I will say that they'll be surprised that it's, it may not be what they're thinking. Um, but it's, it's fun to see people that, you know, obviously, you know, there are all these little directors out there that are you know, setting the route up and, um, you know, some are close. Some have a great idea, but there's also some that are not even not close at all. Have you seen anyone get it exactly right? No, not yet. Ooh. All right. No, there's 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 too many curveballs. There's too many yeah. things that you know we could we could do, and we're just we're just not doing. Uh, but I will like I'm super excited because the towns that we're going through are just. I'm getting emails every day asking questions about how do we do this, how do we do that. And it's like you want to just tell them like pump your brakes a little bit. Like we'll we'll get there when the, the time comes. We haven't even started traveling yet. You know, uh, we start traveling after the round announcement party, and you know these towns are already trying to book us. Like we want you here. We'll put you in a hotel. We want you back to back days. Can you guys make this happen? We have so many questions. And it's like yeah, we'll we'll be there because I think that's how we won last year. I mean, Ann and I and our team kind of you know, overall we went across the state 20 times. Wow. So we met with these communities 20 different times. And that, that it's proof of concept, right? I mean, it shows that when you show up for them, they show up for you. And then the, the riders showed up for every community across, across the way. So uh, we built our schedule. We're going to travel, you know, again, we have 20 plus trips across the state. Um, but no, it's, it's one of those things where it's so fun to be in this role and just read the emails and just hear people talk about how, how big of a deal this is going to be for Iowa next year. And I, I think it's important to point out that most of the people that you're visiting when you go on those 20 trips are volunteers, right? Yeah. You know, without them, they, this, this ride has not happened. And, you know, these, this is, this is my full-time job in stands and APs, you know, full-time job, but the people that we're meeting with, they have a full-time job and then they have a full-time reg ride job. So, you know, they're, they're pulling, they're pulling double duty. So when these meetings happen at, you know, at five o'clock at night in these towns, they worked an entire day and now they're meeting up with us for an hour plus. And then when that, our meeting's over they're they're, you know, they're going to another meeting. So it's, it's not just, uh, you know, rinse and repeat. Like they're, they're really, you know, putting the time in to pr- produce a pretty epic ride. Hmm. Yeah. They're even like, they'll be doing the meetings and then they'll go to their church or the boy scout meeting. And then they're talking to ra- about rag ride again, trying to get more people to help them. I mean, it's incredible the amount of time that people put into this. And then there's also the people that just show up the day of and serve beer for 12 hours straight. Mm -hmm. You know, that that person contributes too. And it's just truly mind-boggling when you start to think of it in that way. It really is. I mean, it's, 
I think Anne said this at one point where, you know, the it's ragbri, right? But it's actually like, I dare I say, a hundred small events that happen, probably more. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, every when you town has their, the their own event. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's you know, it's a traveling circus that there's a lot going on. But back to the volunteer thing, you know, we. We were in Hawkeye this year, and Hawkeye was a town early on that was nervous. Obviously, they're small. You know, they are, they wanted to do it right. Uh, but the last time we met with them, uh, they're bringing back one of their, you know, their community events, and they doubled the team they had for Rag Bright for the, for this event. So it just showed it showed the community what is possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the grumpy guy who's in every town, like he wasn't a grumpy guy that day, and he was now helping out with this this other event. But they were just so appreciative that you know Ragbri was the catalyst, but it, it helped people kind of you know buy back into what community is and, and show up and, and volunteer because you know without volunteers this ride does not happen. Yeah, yeah, wow. So when you look at planning, um, you know I'm sure that how you plan Matt changes, you know, as we get closer to the, to the event and then after the event. So what goes into planning this time of year? Well, we, we take everything that we learned from last year and we basically take it times 10, you know, I mean, just the, the communication side of things, it just has to be top notch communication with, with everybody. And, um, you know, as I'm drafting emails, I'm just thinking, okay, when I send this email, you know, how's it going to come off? You know, I want to make sure I know it the, the first time. Um, you know, obviously we've already met with the DOT, which is, you know, months earlier than the, the you know, than, than last year. So that's already a major win for us. Um, but, you know, I, I think from a planning standpoint, you know, we have a, we call it the Bible. It's you know, the, the guide that all the towns will get to help them with the, with the process. We're revamping it. We're making it easy because it's overwhelming. You know, I remember when I first, you know, became the director, I got a copy mailed to me and it took me, uh, you know, I, I went through a six pack that night trying to just read through it and kind of just learn about it because it, there's so much information. And I, you know, I've been around this ride for a long time, so I knew a lot of those things, but it was it was still overwhelming for me. So then you throw it into the town's hands, you can truly understand how overwhelming that is for the, for those towns. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just it's it's knowing, letting them know that we're here for them. We're going to be here with them. Um, you know, they have our cell number, they have email. So when you have questions, please reach out and ask, but you know, we're all in this together. So it's, it's not, you know, just rag Brian and, and, and this town A or town B it's, you know, we're, we're all rag Brian together. So um, I, part of the planning process is something that I've, I've always been kind of you know geeky about, you know, just making sure you have the right plan in place. And, you know, the, you know, the best part of, you know, planning is there's always going to be something that pops up that you just, you're not expecting but man, I just I think with when you when you do it right, those little things can be easily uh, you know fixed. And you know the goal for us is we want to be on offense all week and not on defense. And it just showed you know 20, 20 trips across the state last year put a lot of people on offense because we were just we were prepared and ready. Sorry, it took me a minute to digest that other sports metaphor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay, give me just give me a second. <laughs> Are you googling uh, it? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, but it is, it's just such a a thing that, like, you don't really think about when until you work for Rackbri or until you are a part of the planning committee, just how much there is into it and how there's really no one way for a town to plan Rackbri. We have all sorts of suggestions and there's all sorts of, like, I don't know, top two ways to do it, but no town does Rackbri the exact same way. And it's just really interesting 
to think about that and plan for that. And I mean, really, I've been planning, we've been planning for RAGBRAI 50 for since Matt first, his very first day, we started thinking about RAGBRAI 50. And it just is Absolutely. so interesting to think back to um, all that we've prepared already and all that we're still going to do. Like we've, we've begun a long time ago, but yet hardly begun. So it's yeah, just unless you're unless you're involved or you've been a part of it, you just, you don't know everything that goes into it. And you know, I said this multiple times, and you know, my wife has has been asked multiple times. So like, what does he do for his other job? Because like this is full time, <laughs> right? And you know, it's like if they only knew how many hours we spend on on that, and you know, I'm gonna do a better job just tracking hours and tracking miles in our in our truck. And um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of road time. There's a lot of time that we're you know, driving across the state. Um, but man, if you truly knew the amount of time that goes into it and the amount of people you have to interact with, I mean, you're pulling off, which will be the biggest event in Iowa next year. And, you know, people are blown away that, well, this is only, this is only a week event. Like what, what else is he doing the rest of the year? So, <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot going on and I've heard multiple times after I was done, Oh, take the month of August off. Like, what do you, like, you need to work on anything. And literally we took no time off. You know, I met no. a couple of days to kind of relax yeah. with my girls and then we hit it hard again, but there hasn't been any, any downtime. It's just, it just kind of spills over into, into the next one. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's just mind blowing the amount of hours that go into the planning of this, this epic event. It is funny. People always ask if we take August off and honestly, August is one of our busiest months because you want to properly unpack what happened and you want to physically unpack your gear and like, yeah. It's just really important time to stay focused and um, unwind the ride in a the right way. Mm-hmm. And then I think to this time of year, people are like, well, what do you do in December? Well, I just took a trip and I literally talked rag by the whole time <laughs> with people yeah. who wanted to also talk rag by. I wasn't being obnoxious, but like people have questions. They want to share stories. They want to think ahead to the future. And it's really, really a full time thing. So I don't know if we could, we probably emphasized that enough already, but like, it's just really surprising until you're in it. Oh, I believe it. And, you know, the longer I am friends with you two, I mean, I, I'm seeing it firsthand and I'm not, I don't spend, you know, 24 hours with you. I, yeah, I I don't even want to, I'm not, I'm going to delete that. Oh, oh, come on. Um, okay, so yeah. back to the fact that, you know, I am a rider. Some of the questions that I've been hearing from friends who also do RAGBRAI, um, you know, it's the 50th, right? So things will be different just because it's so much of a extra celebration. Like your logo is amazing for 50th. So congratulations on that. Yay. Is there anything else that's kind of new and unique that maybe listeners want to know about? And actually, Matt, don't answer that question just yet. Let's pause here in part one, and listeners, stay tuned next week for part two of our episode with Matt Pippen. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. You guys have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just go bike! bike.